0: Warning. The Reddit Asks Us podcast contains explicit material and mature subject matter that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Reddit Asks Us podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, just before we head into the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, make sure to comment, and to subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure to leave a rating for the podcast and also leave a review. Uh, we just received another rating recently, so we're at twelve ratings. Maybe there'll be more by the time this episode is released. So thank you so much to everybody who is listening. Um, the I just wanted to also say that you know the the podcast is is definitely growing, and it's been growing in the past you know two months like a, quite a bit faster than. Than it had, than it's ever been growing, you know. And we're about we're at uh, about an audience of about 40 people, and that's. You need the. Yeah, that's exactly big. Uh, big shout out to you guys. That's a huge, huge accomplishment, um, and you know it's 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 pretty impressive, just for myself because I think to myself, you know, I've only been doing this for six, seven months, and already to reach that audience already, you know, is 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 a really cool thing right it's a really cool thing to know that you know there are 40 people every week that's that's two classrooms full of you know two high school classrooms of kids showing up every single week to listen to the show which is just so so cool and then not to count uh, not to mention all the people who watch on watch on youtube as well so that's probably 40 is only 20 people listens Only listens. Strictly listens. So then
1: how many on average views are you getting?
0: It's a little bit harder to tell with YouTube how big your audience size is, but I'd say on YouTube... We have an audience of about 10 to 20 people on there as well.
1: That's pretty so cool. So it's probably
0: about an audience total of 60 people, which is like wow. pretty incredible. And I can encourage anybody who listens on uh, Apple Podcasts and all the, uh, all the other platforms to check us out on YouTube. The Reddit Asks Us podcast on YouTube as well because we do film this podcast and it is something that is filmed. So... Uh, if you guys are into some more visual sort of stimulation as well, if you're bored or something like that, and you want to actually watch us and see what we look like, um, you can tune in to Reddit Asks Us on uh, YouTube as well.
1: Isn't that the weirdest thing? When you're listening to a podcast that you've never seen the people before? Has that ever? Have you ever done that? And then you don't know oh, what they yeah. look like?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: 100%. 100%. I recently started listening to a podcast of two girls, and... Um, I had seen what they looked like, but I hadn't attached a voice to the to them. Oh yeah yeah. So yeah. then I'm listening to them and Wait, I'm
0: you saw what they look like but you didn't like you didn't know which one was which?
1: Right. I didn't know what they sounded like. Okay. I just saw a picture of them. And so then when I started listening, I was like, okay, who is who? And I was trying to decide which voice I thought matched up with the person. And it was opposite than when it was real. (laughs) And I was like, ah, shit, I didn't picture it that way. It's a very weird feeling. It
0: is. It is kind of a strange feeling. There are podcasts, though, that I listen to where I just don't know what they look like. They don't have like any visuals of themselves. You've never looked them up on Instagram? No, I mean, some of the podcasts that I listen to are more, like, inf- information-based. Oh, like, there's a I couple think that
1: of... would bother me. Really? I, I want to know what it's, somebody to looks me, like. To
0: me, it's more about the sound of their voice. I mean, I guess it does kind of bother me that, like, I can't see them, but... What
1: have you, like, have you pictured what they looked like?
0: Yes, yeah, 100%, 100% <laughs> I
1: wonder if it's the same as what they actually I,
0: I wonder. Like. Most of the times, it's not.
1: This, but, <clears> sorry, before we head in, I have one more thing to say. Yeah, it's all fine. Um... <laughs> i don't know why i'm laughing um because of covid and people wearing masks i think maybe i've mentioned this to you before maybe i don't know if it's in on the podcast or not but have you ever met someone for the very first time with a mask on like they have a mask oh. on i don't know okay well it's happened to me multiple 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 times because i started working on psychiatry so Everyone that works there. The first time I saw them, they had a mask on, so I didn't know what they actually looked like. And probably 80-20. Um 80% of the time. Oh, actually
0: I did meet people with, with wearing masks for the first time. I did. Okay. Sorry, I was thinking back.
1: Eighty percent of the time they pull down their mask and they that the way they look yeah, is it's completely just totally different, different than what I thought. It's insane it's how much insane of your, your note, how much of the lower oh, half it's of your face. All of your face. It is the weirdest thing. And 20% of the time, it's like, oh, okay, i that's kind of what I pictured you to look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. But there has been like a few people in specific, and it. It just seems like I'm. It's two different people. Like the pr- oh, with yeah. their mask yeah. on. Yeah, for sure. I know them, and then they take it off, and it just takes me a definitely long not time what I you like. to process. Okay, oh, hey, this is what you look like. <laughs> yeah, your voice does not match.
0: That that happened. How, what to your me. face looks that like? That definitely happened to me. Um, so odd. The it also kind of works the same way with sunglasses too. Some is someone's wearing sunglasses, yeah. and you're and then you think they look a certain way, and then they take them off, and you're like. They look so much different, Different. even if it's just the sunglasses, which is just such an interesting like thing, like a weird phenomenon.
1: So odd.
0: So, um, sorry for taking so long to get into the meat of the podcast here, but and we're gonna. I think this one's gonna be a little bit shorter of of one today. We'll just kind of we'll play it by ear. We'll see how it goes. But um, we this is a continuation. This is part two of, um, how to be assertive. And this is so in the last podcast where we left off was we talked a lot about what it means to be assertive and like the qualities of assertive people and how it's helpful to be assertive um and we talked about how like especially in the nursing in the Ty- in the Taiwanese nursing nurse study that it was done to show how mu- how effective uh, assertiveness training is in uh I believe it was um to help stress for for nurses and
1: um Oh yeah, cuz we talked about boundaries yeah, and exactly. burnout. Yeah, well,
0: exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so um also, this is another thing that, that, it's, that is interesting to talk about with assertiveness, and it's, it's gender stereotype. So I think there's a lot of um, gender stereotyping out there that women can't be assertive, or that women aren't as good as men at being assertive and that's that's kind of the gender stereotype and that's what I was reading about online was that tends to be the it tends to be the stereotype with is that men are seen as as the people who have the skills and ability to be assertive and then that's it's uh, the stereotype that that women can't be like that but it's what I thought was really interesting is that this is such a like when you learn to be assertive when you're becoming assertive it's a, such a good opportunity to overcome those gender stereotypes because I find that, like at least personally for me, when especially in the last episode when we talked about um, attractiveness, I find assertive women attractive because they know what they want and they are, they know what they're looking for, right? And I think it's just a good opportunity to overcome those gender stereotypes. Do you think there's a gender stereotype when it comes to assertiveness?
1: Part of me wants to say definitely yes, and then the other part of me wants to say no just because i have seen so many women who Mm -hmm. are assertive that i really look up to so i have seen a lot of assertive women and i honestly think it's probably because of where i've been working yeah oh yeah so it's the majority of the nurses are
0: women correct exactly but that's the thing it's like the it's the stereotype right it's what society says about about how we perceive and it's like this also has to do with gender roles as well and like our we we kind of conform to certain gender roles and that part of being a man is being assertive Mm -hmm. and part of being a woman is being submissive right? and then
1: if you're assertive and you're a woman people perceive you as being a bitch.
0: Yeah, no, and that's that's exactly what these types of stereotypes are talking about. That was in an article that I read was talking about stuff like that is that when a woman is assertive and she takes charge and knows what she wants, people can see that as as that girl being, you know, A bitch but it's it's so it's very backwards because for me personally I am attracted to people who are assertive simply because it lets me know that they know what they want and that they they have aren't
1: scared to stand up for what they believe in
0: and see like a big thing for me also in relationships is that you're not afraid to tell me and talk to me about certain things I've been in so many relationships where it's been very difficult to have conversations because the other person is just agreeing agreeing yes and they're just like they it doesn't feel like they're taking a stance they don't have an opinion or 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 even if the opinion is like the same as mine they just don't say anything they don't state it right they don't Mm -hmm. talk about how they feel and I think part of being assertive is is knowing how you feel right Mm -hmm. and being able to assert your feelings with other people so like a lot of times and, and this isn't completely relatable to me but I know a lot of times and lots of friends that I have who are girls and guys as well can sometimes be pushed over because they don't assert how they feel Mm -hmm. something bothers them and they don't tell their partner but and so their partner keeps repeating that type of behavior but then there's nothing saying okay this is how I feel and I don't enjoy this Mm -hmm. right and
1: then it ends up building up and then
0: yeah exactly and and then i was reading you have a, issues exactly i was reading a reddit post the other day about about a, a girl who was in a relationship and this kind of the same thing was happening to her and all the comments were just like you need to tell this person what you want like yeah. you know you've been in a relationship with this person for two years it was something about how and
1: that's hard after two years
0: you're so invested you're right? so
1: invested but you're also so used to kind of being walked all yeah, over so exactly. how do you kind of change that um, there was something that I wanted to say earlier. I find conversations too to be much more stimulating and engaging when somebody doesn't agree with you. Yeah, me. for
0: sure. Because But not I- not in an aggressive way. And no, an no. way. In an assertive in way.
1: exactly. And there's a difference between I've had I've had this too, where then it makes it's difficult for me to kind of not fight back but kind of share my side is when the other person um comes at it in a way where they're saying you're wrong and i'm right yeah because they have a differing opinion and it's that is bothersome to me and it's difficult to have because then i'm like then that's where my assertive then i am i don't have those assertive abilities so i back down and i just think to myself it's not worth getting in a fight over. It's not worth jeopardizing well, this kind of friendship to do that. It, that's just what my but inner sometimes, self sometimes says. Sometimes that can be
0: good judgment because I mean uh, there are lots of arguments that I've been in where I've thought to myself like there's just no point in arguing with this person because their mind is already made up. Yes, I I feel like I agree. it's more important to call that person out on their behavior when it comes to um, when it comes to them being aggressive and angry and rude right like when but somebody that's is the
1: thing: is that when it's a friendship i can't do that
0: like tell them that they're being rude and disrespectful <laughs> yes, oh, i have well, okay, a very well,
1: difficult time to doing that so i think i so i i am able to say okay it's not worth um talking about this because i don't want this to start a fight But then what happens is that happens over and over and over again. And then I just get so fucking sick of it. (laughs) And I just want to be like, you're being rude. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you not see that the way you're talking to me is rude? No, But I would never say that.
0: No, no. And I I don't think I really would either. I think it's tough for me because on one hand, you know, I, I feel like, I have a responsibility to call people out but at the same time it's like i also have to check myself and make sure that i'm not overstepping my boundaries you know and then also have to remember like is it is it really is it really that worth it you know is it really worth it to go in and and to you know, call this person out or are they going to have to realize this in another area in their own life? But if it is bothering me to the point where I really don't enjoy it, sometimes I do, I do, I'm forced to bring it up because Good I, for you. I, I for hate you. that That's great. tension, you know, <clears throat> I don't like that. And it's no. important for me to know that, uh, that other person knows that, like how I feel.
1: So I think kind of the next part we were going to move on to was how to be assertive, yeah, right? How to be
0: assertive. So, um, one thing here is recognizing to value yourself and what you deserve, right? So making sure that you feel that you have, because how how can you be assertive about what you want if you don't value yourself, right? If you don't think that you're worthy enough to receive certain things and have value in your life, how are you gonna be on the offense of asserting to other people what you want if you don't think you're worth it?
1: I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think the first step is self-reflection. Yeah. And reflecting on yourself and analyzing that you deserve more and your opinions matter and it is okay to stand up for yourself when you don't agree with someone.
0: Oh, 100%. And the, the, the self-valuing part is like you have to recognize that the, the weight that your own life carries Right, like if you if you are in a point of existence where you feel like you aren't you don't contribute your life itself doesn't contribute anything to to society or to anyone else's life you're not going to be on the offensive of wanting to uh, advocate for yourself and what your needs are and what you want
1: mm-hmm. and so also
0: the second half of so first of all it's it's valuing yourself that's a first step it's like Make yeah. sure that you value yourself. What do you and just to kind of ask you this question Then
1: what are your values?
0: Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. Because then how do you know what to advocate for if you don't know what your values right.
1: are? Right. What do you stand for and what do you not?
0: Exactly. So what do you think are some ways to gain some more like self value? Like to, to learn some more techniques abo- about valuing yourself?
1: Um well I think the first thing I said was reflection. I think that's important to kind of just reflect on what you find important and what you're willing... This kind of also comes back to that compromise episode we did where, like, what are you willing to compromise and oh, what are you willing to Those the toxic relationships, knock? yeah. Yeah. So that reflection. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what else?
0: Because value is Reading? something... Oh, yeah, educating yourself for yeah. sure. I think, like, a self-value is is something that is intrinsic, right? It's something that you have to find within yourself. It's not something that you can find by external natures, right? Mm-hmm. If you're looking for value in your own life by looking externally, you're never gonna find the answers, right? Like you're never gonna find what you're looking for. You're always gonna be chasing something. Mm-hmm. So when you when it comes to value valuing yourself, you have to, I, I think another big one is, is establishing good relationships with people. Because if you understand that like what the the impact that your own life has on the others others around you and you've you maintain and have good in good relationships with those around you i think that adds a lot of value to one's life right mm-hmm. like to to know that you're positively contributing to somebody's life just by being there and being around them right mm-hmm. and having having good friends and good good just good Relationships in general is a a good way to kind of value yourself, reflecting on your good relationships with people.
1: Mm -hmm. I just listened to an episode the other day, which is uh, a podcast, and it was about relationships. And they were just saying... um, They don't like the phrase when people say, you complete me or like, you're my other half. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it paints this picture like you can't live without that it's person. It's dependent, right? Like yeah. It's a
0: dependent, codependence relationship type yeah. thing. Yeah, which is another thing too. I think like back at, like back to that other story, I think the, so the story was is that this girl, this girl and her boyfriend were together for like two years and she wasn't assertive enough to tell him that his certain behaviors weren't okay. Mm-hmm. And what he was doing, he was kind of being racist. And so it just became worse and worse and worse over the years, right? Because mm-hmm. no one's stopping that behavior. She's not asserting herself and um you know i think she kind of developed that sort of codependence on him and his existence for mm-hmm. her existence and then when she's like what do i do it's like well you kind of know what you have to do but you have to be also be okay with knowing that this relationship can't go on any longer right yeah. like you have to you have to move on and start finding that value that you value in that relationship in yourself and in other in other places in your life
1: in that podcast they also mentioned that every relationship you have with someone um whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship no matter how long it is a week a month a year however long that it does have meaning Mm. and it does have importance even if it was unhealthy because you learn so much more about yourself. And mm-hmm. like Potentially
0: those assertive behaviors, in you those learn situations, like I'm done with this, you know?
1: Yeah, and then you know um, this is what I want and you wouldn't have experienced that any other way if you didn't yeah. kind of go through those things or interact with those people. And they had mentioned as well, they wish they would have enjoyed their younger relationships more
0: yeah for sure and
1: I thought that was interesting because they had said often people say that young love isn't love and they disagreed with that and they said how are you supposed to know any different at that stage in life right like yeah oh obviously mm-hmm. as you grow up <laughs> the love that you have 100%. when you're 13 is not the same love that you experience when you're in your 20s and your 30s and that doesn't mean that those 40s. times don't matter. And that's exactly Th- that's what they That's where the mean. fun
0: foundational stuff comes from. And they said... That's where you do your most learning.
1: Totally. They said those experiences are so beautiful in their own way because there's this essence of innocence and yeah. figuring out who you are and what you well, want the same things
0: that you think are important in a relationship when you're 13 are not the same things that you think are important in a relationship when you're like 25.
1: No. And actually I did reflect <laughs> on that. Cause I, then I thought, you know, those young relationships that you have, like you always like, Oh, I love you. You know, mm-hmm. you, you yeah, say that yeah, and yeah, yeah, then yeah. you get older and you're like, fuck, I did not uh, yeah, love that person. And then it's like, but you know what? You hold back. You on kind of, that. if you said it in that moment and you did feel it, that way in that moment it's valid oh yeah it's it, it probably was because, an extreme sort of affection even just because it, that love is different now doesn't mean that it wasn't still true then for sure <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something else and then I forgot.
0: It's fine. Um, just to get back onto the topic of assertiveness and how to be more assertive. Also, the second part of that was knowing what you deserve, right? It's. It, I think that's a super, super important part about being assertive. It's like, again, how are you going to to... Advocate for what you want if you don't even know what you deserve. And it's important that everyone knows right off the bat that you are a human being and you deserve at least the bare minimum of of being treated like a human being and being and being and and getting what you deserve out of life. Right. Like you have to know what you deserve to to get it right in order to to reach after the things that you feel are important to you in your life and serve a purpose in your life you have to know what those things are and know that you deserve those things mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people undervalue themselves so they don't advocate for themselves right they yeah. they they find themselves not having not thinking that they that they deserve that type of treatment you know like for example there if you take this and you and you compare it to like You know, I guess I could say, I knew some people in high school who I think felt that they were less deserving because they weren't as popular, or they didn't have as much, you know, uh, clout in certain areas in their life, you know, or they didn't get the best marks, so they didn't thought they deserved better treatment. Like, a huge thing that you see from teachers is teachers praise the kids who are doing super well in the classes, but the kids who are kind of indifferent, not doing super great, not failing the class, they
1: scraping by they're
0: scraping by they often don't feel that, that they deserve praise from teachers and, and attention mm-hmm. because they are kind of they're doing their best with what they have but they are just kind of getting by so know as a human being that you deserve what what you want mm-hmm. what you want is what you deserve i mean as long as it's you know within the realm of of uh,
1: reality. reality,
0: right? Like you can't say, oh, I want a rocket ship to, to Jupiter and it's like, okay, well, that's different. It's more so fundamental, right? Like respect, yeah. you know, yeah. having respect because people who aren't assertive will just get walked over, right? Especially if you don't think you deserve respect. Yeah. So the next one we have here is, this is kind of a like uh, a sort of talk it like you walk it sort of thing. So there's like a walk-in like I talk it, but there's this sort of talk it like I walk it, right? Acting confident and speaking with confidence, Mm -hmm. right? And speaking with authority. I find that if I speak with a sort of, sort of um, kind of assertive tone to my voice, people listen to me a lot more. And there's a big difference between an aggressive tone and an assertive tone an aggressive tone can seem insulting right and and can seem berating and it can seem degrading as well when mm-hmm. you speak to somebody aggressively. because when you speak to somebody aggressively you th- the perception is is that person knows more you know that per- you are ab- uh, like as the aggressive person i am above you mm-hmm. but speaking with confidence and speaking with assertiveness is and even just even if you don't have that confidence, you speak like you have that confidence. Fake it, fake it till yeah, you make it. Yeah, fake it till you make it. Talk it like you actually walk it, you know? Talk with confidence like you actually have it. Yeah. Which is easier said than done. So what do you think is the, ba- the value and the benefit of speaking with confidence and speaking with authority?
1: I think that people will listen. Mm. When you make yourself known and make yourself
0: it's a really good point
1: appear like what you have to say is important because it is important people will listen it's a
0: really really good point
1: thank you so much i'm so fucking smart
0: (laughs) no but but that is a really good point it's a to speak like you are valued you know speak like your opinion has weight yeah um and then also speaking with authority, right? Speaking with the fact that, you know, knowing that people are your peers, right? The, the people around you are your peers. They don't hold anything over you. You don't hold anything over them. So don't let those people treat you like you're less than them and that you're a follower. If you don't want to be a follower, tell them you don't want to be a follower. I also think it's
1: important just to keep in mind um, because I think what what I have difficulties with is that I'm a people pleaser, yeah and I don't want to offend anyone, <clears throat> and I don't want to upset anyone, so that's why I tend to back down, but I think it's important to realize that and uh, this i'm not I haven't come up with this, and I'm not the first person to hear it or the first person that somebody's gonna listen to that says it is that forgotten
0: that you said that you're a people pleaser and that uh sometimes oh yes yeah.
1: that people are jealous of other people that are successful yeah
0: yeah 100 and and get what they want
1: and that's my thing is that i so then i give into that and and i'm like well i maybe i shouldn't be maybe i shouldn't be this way because somebody else is jealous and you know what that person doesn't fucking matter
0: yeah, no, and see, and another thing I think it's important to bring up here is that, okay, yes, it's easier said than done to just speak with authority, because if you think about people with social anxiety, right, how do people with social anxiety get better at being assertive if they are inherently anxious by social situations, right? Yeah. I mean, confrontation to somebody with social anxiety can be, or a super introverted person can be the most daunting task that, you know, one would ever have to accomplish, right? And and so... At least from the advice that i give to people with social anxiety is start small start with asking for things around your house to your siblings don't take shit from people like you know say if you got a brother or a sister and they you know are constantly telling leaving
1: the butter knife on the edge of the counter and not putting (laughs) it in the dishwasher i
0: actually put i actually put those those dishes away there wow. were three. There were three ones that weren't even mine today that I put inside that dishwasher. I saw them out, so yeah. <laughs> Fucking
1: big deal. Yeah, look at me. I remember a while ago you had a podcast with Hunter, and it was like, if you have a dishwasher, you need to utilize it. And I was like, <clears throat> <clears throat> okay, Luke, you talk a big Anyways, talk. <laughs> anyways,
0: when we talk about people with social anxiety and 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 acting with more assertiveness, start as small as you can. Start as with start with your friends. You know, start with your, you know, sometimes your parents, some, uh, your, your siblings. Siblings are the easiest to, to, be, to learn to be more assertive with, because with your friends you might be worried that if, you're, if you go over to the line they might want to be friends with you. Mo- might not want to be friends with you. Most people are not like that, but with people having social anxiety they kind of overthink that sort, sort of stuff. So, the best, the best thing to do is start with your siblings or start with your parents around your house. And then slowly work up. You know, move. No one says that you have to, you know, one day uh, you have social anxiety. You can barely talk. You're crippled by asking for what you want. And the next day you're freaking, you know, Barack Obama uh, giving a speech to, you know, a thousand people. No one says it has to be that immediate progression. But mm-hmm. what it's what it's saying is that that is attainable to anybody. That's attainable. is speaking like you deserve it, you it know. It just and,
1: takes hard work and effort.
0: Yeah. And especially for the people who do struggle with those issues. So... Another thing also to keep in mind when it comes to being assertive is that you cannot change the behavior of other people. You know, you can be assertive, and but at the same time, it's also really good to keep in mind that... Even, How somebody
1: else chooses to react has nothing to do with yes, you. Yes,
0: exactly. How Because you have to know that you can only do what you can do. And then t- uh, up until that point, then it's up to somebody and else. And I think
1: a lot of people, too take a lot of blame they feel
0: yeah like it's their fault
1: yes when somebody else feels a certain way and i think it's important to just reflect and stop yourself and just think that person has a choice on how they want to react to this situation and what i say is not conclusive of what they're going to how they're going to react no
0: i that is a really good point it's it's the yeah, you can only you can only advocate for yourself so far to the point of now it's in the balls in somebody else's court, and you don't have to evaluate yourself based on their response, right? Like evaluating your ability of being assertive based on somebody else's response. I think it's more important to self reflect, right? Mm-hmm. And make sure the more important question that you should be asking is not is not, you know, how did that person react to me? It's more so.
1: How did that make me feel?
0: How did that make me feel? and. Do, do I think that I was too aggressive? Was I Did I say anything rude or mean? And you have to try and look at these types of situations from the most objective point as possible. If there's somebody else with you there that's your friend, ask them about it. Ask what their opinion is. Ask what they thought and say, did I cross the line? Was my behavior out of line? Was there something that, that, was, that was said that shouldn't have been said? Mm-hmm. And the more that you go through these trial situations, the more that you can learn about where those lines are and knowing the different between it being aggressive and assertive and the, you know the the major things with when we're talking about aggression is the insulting right is if you're demeaning someone's character right if you're if you're insulting them based on information that is not relevant to their actions it's relevant to who they are mm-hmm. then that's insulting right yeah if you're if you're uh talking down to people right if you're if you're trying to say somebody's wrong not just because you're right but it's because no one else is allowed to be right. You know, I'm, I'm above, I know more, and that's, that's the end of the story. Yeah. So another really good thing is, yeah, you, you can't control the behaviors of other people. So, okay, and this is, this is another really good one, is, is being open to criticism. Being open yes. to criticism and comments on your behavior is a really good part about being assertive, because like you just and said. And trying
1: to not get defensive yeah and it also comes in with how the other person expresses it yes exactly. how they tell you but yeah trying to not be defensive exactly
0: because say if i believe i'm being assertive but i'm actually being a little aggressive insulting and then somebody calls me on my behavior and says hey that's not cool and then i get all defensive about it and try to you know uh flip the situation around and you know then you start gaslighting people and Mm -hmm. and uh you know, spinning it around and saying, no, it's not that. No, you have to be open to criticism and comments because when you try to be assertive, you're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna end up being a little bit rude sometimes. That's just how it is, right? Like, cause you can, I, I know that when you are dealing with people where you don't feel like you're getting what you want and you're trying to be assertive, and then you finally reach a point of, of such frustration, it's very hard to be able to control how you're feeling in those moments, and even if you're trying to be assertive. So if, you know, if some situation happens and you're trying to be assertive and you end up being a little bit more aggressive than assertive, then be open to those comments, being open to those criticisms. Yeah. There's only a couple more things that I wanted to mention. We actually kind of went a little bit over time with this one, but... Um, there's actually quite a few more things that I want to mention but we can we don't think we'll have time to get into all of them. So last two things using I statements. Like using I oh. want this I statements, right? Okay. W- what is cuz cuz when you when you think about it, what do you Making want? Making
1: it clear and concise.
0: Exactly. Asking yourself, what do you want? You know, when so I'm just going to put this question to you how do you how important do you think an i" statement is into getting what you want?
1: Well, I think it's very important because if I'm the only one that wants it, nobody else it's important that other people know that it's me who wants that um and I think too, if we're talking about like manifestations and stuff constantly in my head or like writing down i'll manifest things like I want this Mm -hmm. this is what I want and just thinking it over and over and over again and about how the different ways you can approach those situations on in order to receive what it is that you want
0: exactly like how do you know what you want unless you're going to say what you want right and say those i statements are are very impactful because it's putting out into the universe and it's putting it out and even writing it down on a piece of paper yeah. what do you want maybe you're in a relationship and you are trying to learn how to be more assertive using those i statements writing down what do i want i want out of this relationship to find love you know i want to feel valued you know using what do you want and figuring out
1: and then that also comes down to The fact that communication is a key is probably the key factor to a healthy functioning valuable partnering relationship
0: well even even and not even limiting it to just those types of relationships communication is key in all sorts of relationships right and making sure that both people feel heard and uh, Validated. validated in what they want yeah so The, uh, the last thing that I kind of wanted to say is if you want something heard and if you want to be heard by people, prepare a script ahead of time, write down what you, what, how you feel and what you want, what could happen in those situations, where you want it to go, Mm -hmm. you know, where do you want the conversation to end up? Because a lot of times I feel like people know what they want, but, and they, they kind of figured out how to ask for it. But they
1: breaking it down into steps. How yeah, are you yeah. going to achieve what you want?
0: And and what? Yeah, exactly. And Set what's the your, what are your compromises? Goal. Yeah.
1: And then, what are the ways that you can achieve it? How are you going to get there? And
0: what's the end goal? Right. Like, what is the end? What is the end goal that you want? Because I feel like people know what they want, but then they struggle finding what that end goal is where do you like say if you and I are having a conversation I want I have an end goal how do I get there and what do I want that end goal to look like
1: I think it's important to to reflect on the goal and make sure that it's not too that you don't feel overwhelmed by it
0: yeah 100% because you might try to get all done with you might have this
1: massive goal and then underneath it in order to get there you have all of these other smaller goals that are just as important
0: exactly and a lot of those smaller goals will help you build up to the bigger goal of 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 asking for what you want and making sure that you script out those situations. And I feel like for people with social anxiety, that'll, that'll help a lot more is scripting out those situations because then you're like, cause sometimes when, when you, you get ask,
1: nervous and you forget, and then yes, you have something to refer back to.
0: Exactly. And don't be afraid to write it down or take a piece of paper or write it down on your phone when you're actually having that conversation. Cause what sometimes people try to do, especially with people who are not assertive is derail them and mm-hmm. say, Oh, I don't think you want that.
1: And then it, it causes a, more, more stress more and anxiety. More stress and anxiety. And I think it's important, too, that writing things down and bringing them with you is not a sign of weakness.
0: No, of course it's not. And it's also, a, it's, I think it's a sign of strength because it shows that too. you really, really know what you want. And I'm you impressed. I'm and you care. And you
1: put that time and effort in to prepare this.
0: One of my favorite things about some of the relationships that I've been in, like, romantic relationships is when somebody writes me a long text about how they feel i can tell that they wrote it out before and that they actually put thought into what they were trying to say that is i so impressive to me i find i am very attracted to that and i'm very I I like that because it shows that you put effort in, you you know where you want to go and you know how to get there and you know what you want and what the end goal is and you know what information you want to convey to me, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I think that's another really important part is know what information you want to convey and make sure you don't get derailed, right? Like, because like I said before, people who are easily, who are not very uh, assertive can be swayed, and then it causes again that more anxiety and more stress because now you're getting led into situations that that you feel like you have no control over, right? Yeah. So scripting out those situations, writing down what you want. You know, if you're in that conversation, someone's trying to derail you. Look at your phone, look at the piece of paper, and say, "Follow this script." If somebody is saying this, say, "No, this, this is no, no, no." What is on my script? What is here? What do I want? This is it you know, and and then actualize that, you know? Scripting it out can be a very, very helpful and productive exercise when it comes to assertiveness. There you go. Any last thoughts on on scripting out situations?
1: Not really, just that I, this is still a work in progress and it's something that's, (laughs) excuse me, something that's very difficult for me.
0: No, and it's 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 a challenge for all of us, you know, it's it's easy for me to sit here and say and all this stuff, but it's I I can't act like this isn't a progressive thing that I'm working on in my life. So and I'm encouraging anybody to to if anyone has tips too. Yeah, for sure. On comment down in the in the YouTube uh, comments section. Let us know. For sure. Um, okay, guys, that brings us to the end of our podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment and subscribe. And if you're watching or sorry, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you listen to your podcasts, make sure that you leave a rating. Scroll down there to the end, the bottom of Apple Podcasts and swipe all the way right to give us a five-star rating and uh, make sure to leave us a review. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Peace out. I don't know if I introduced you at the beginning. But <laughs> you didn't. whatever.
1: I'm back, bitches. It'll say
0: in the <laughs> end. Bye, guys. Peace out.
1: See you later.